You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke. I'm the founder of the Francis Roy Agency. We're located here in Niceville, Florida, and I'm really excited to share with you our guest today. Our guest is Kelsey Dorr, and Kelsey is a very crucial member of our team here at Francis Roy and has kind of sort of been with us in the be- since the beginning, um, a little on and off, which I'll let her tell that story, but Kelsey is a very unique position here. She's our marketing manager. Um, she did live here locally, um, here in Florida for a, a hot minute. And then her husband got orders, uh, to Yakota. Is that right? Yeah. Yakota. <laughs> and then she moved to Japan and she works 100% remote, but is, um, a, a an employee here and, and, an amazingly productive employee here. And today we want to talk about um, working remotely. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. Hey, thanks for having me. So Uh, what time is it there? It is 6.55 in the morning. Okay, girl. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So whenever Kelsey, um, right, (laughs) whenever Kelsey meets with a member of our team, uh, myself or Hillary or whoever, it's either um, and before the workday for us or after the workday for us, but then it's yeah. also like at night so for you or late at night. Yep. Oh, wow. 14 hours ahead over here. So what we love about that before we, <laughs> <laughs> before we start to unpack just what it means to work remote, what mm-hmm. it means to you, how we even got to this point, what is crucial, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I always refer to Kelsey as like our future employee, like just the employee in the future. She's our staff member. Um, and our family member, obviously, because we're everybody that works for us is is fam. But you're like always 14 hours ahead of the game, mm-hmm. and I think that gives us such a cool edge. <laughs> Good, I'm glad I could help. Yeah, <laughs> you're like I'm glad I can make all your time travel dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's talking about working remotely. Mm-hmm. I've been reading a ton of articles. Kelsey also sends me a ton of articles, like all the time. Um, <laughs> I've been reading a ton of articles about people who work remote, people who want to work remote, people who try it, hate it, people who won't work any other way. Yeah. So let's just talk about what it is like for you. I mean, obviously you live in Japan. Yeah. And um, involuntarily really, because you know, you love your husband and you want to be with him and and, uh, family first and life is important. So obviously you're going to go, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you like it? I mean, I... Such a weird question, but yeah. Yeah, no, I personally do love working remotely. Even before here, you know, I worked as a contractor for Francis Roy, so I worked remotely then. Mm-hmm. And I do think it takes a certain kind of person to be able to work remotely. You have to like it. You have to be okay with being alone a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You have to have self-discipline, not only to get your work done, but to be able to turn your work off because it's always there because it's at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do think for me personally, I very much enjoy it, but I, I definitely think it takes a certain type of person to be able to want and to enjoy working remotely. 
So it's one thing to want to work remotely. It's another thing to do it. Right. And a lot of people think they want it until they do it. <laughs> no one tells you how lonely it is. Yes. And you don't, I mean, cause you don't have the balance off dynamic, you know, coming into the office. I mean, I think a lot of people think, um, if I can work from home, yes, I'm going to work from my pajamas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, in my pajamas, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. What no one tells you is that those things that you think you're really going to love end up being these like weird, <laughs> you're like, oh my God, how many pajamas do I own? So tired. Or you're like, it's all I wear. <laughs> right. You know? like, do I have any other clothes anymore? <laughs> I love that. Um, Some people think that the future of work is remote, that Mm -hmm. most people will be working remotely in the future. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I I do think it's going to continue to grow. Um, Like you said, employees now want it. It's frankly, it's cheaper for the employer to have people work remotely. But I still think that you you know, we talk about this all the time, that human interaction is never going to go away. The need to be around other people and especially in our industry to be able to collaborate and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think remote will continue to grow, but the office and the team and the, you know, working together and working one-on-one with other humans, I don't think that's ever going to go away. Right. I mean, Hill and I were talking about this the other day and, you know, the human connection piece. Well, and not only that, is it realistic to think that all jobs can be remote? I mean, no. that's, yeah, I mean, that could, that might be an impossibility for a lot of individuals. And, mm-hmm. and then just their ability to, um, you know, not be there every day and um, have some FaceTime or whatever. I know that we really crave the collaboration piece. And one of the things I think our agency struggles with, it's, it's not like you forget your remote workers, but it's just like, are we engaging you enough? Do you feel engaged? We want you to make sure you're always a feel a part of our team and the culture. And, you know, the other day I sent out a, maybe it was yesterday, I sent out a calendar invite for our tree trimming thing on mm-hmm. Friday. And it's like, oh, I always feel bad when I'm typing your name. So I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> I'll just make I'm a quick slide over there and make it. <laughs> you're just not going to be here. You know, yeah. like, but... <laughs> Um, the including making sure that you're always included that we can FaceTime with you during that time right. although Hill was like uh, girl that's like two in the morning Hill, you say? <laughs> it is I thought it's like two to three or something <laughs> he was like I might be sleeping <laughs> yeah, she's like I don't think she's gonna get up for that but we you know just making those efforts to know that remote does not mean disconnected absolutely yeah and, and we unpack this a little bit is working remote for everyone mm-hmm. um I mean obviously is no it's not for everyone yeah. what we want and actually being able to be efficient mm-hmm um, and productive and the right person to be productive. So I don't know if you know this, I told Greg this, my husband, Greg, I was like, I don't know. I mean, obviously Kelsey, you were a rock star before when you were here. I'm mm-hmm. like, her, your productivity is like skyrocketed. And I've realized I don't have coworkers to talk to all day. I'm not getting emails all day because y'all are all sleeping. So <laughs> When I'm working, I'm honestly just completely doing work for the hours that I'm working. I'm not getting distracted by, like I said, emails or chit chat with coworkers, which is all good. And of course I miss all that as well, but I am so productive during the hours I'm working because of the lack of distractions with my work setting. Well, and and there are so many, that's so interesting and true, first Mm -hmm. of all, 
And we think about that all the time. Like I'll wake up in the morning and I have like, I'll tell he'll like, I've got a huge Kelsey list today. (laughs) And it's because, you know, some of the first things that hit my inbox, uh, uh, which is nice, but you know, I think it's interesting that you feel that kind of productivity. Obviously Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're able to be super efficient. And then like in our business where we do a lot of social media monitoring and scheduling and all of that, it's like, well, now we can offer 24 hour services to our customers, our clients, right? It's like, sure. We can probably listen for 24 hours. Like we take Mm -hmm. the first shift, you take the second shift. Absolutely. Which is so interesting when you look at our 24 hours for change event. Yes. (laughs) So we have this event um, every year on my grandmother Francis's birthday, December the 18th, where we donate 24 hours of work and it's like a straight 24 hours. It is six o'clock in the morning on December the 18th until, you know, uh, what, 559. (laughs) It's like 24 hours. And so the first year that we did it, if you go back to some of our social media, like we were dead in the water. But this year I was like, Oh my God. Yes, we can take the night shift. <laughs> oh, he's in Japan. <laughs> like, everyone can sleep. Like, you know, all that kind of stuff. You can sleep. We can sleep. It's, you know, it's an amazing thing. And so I really do think it is finding, yes, it, there are challenges for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, challenges for you, challenges for us, but it's looking at all the really great things. Yeah. And I don't even think we knew some of the great things that were going to come out of it when we agreed to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's been so much better than we even thought it would be. I agree. I mean, I want you back, but then I'm all, and then I'm like, <laughs> who, who are we going to keep in Japan? <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. How do you stay engaged with the team? I know we engage you, but how mm-hmm. can you share with everyone the importance of the remote worker actually mm-hmm. making sure that you're engaged? Yeah, I, um, so Hill and I talk constantly. First of all, communication is, is key. If we're not emailing or texting, we're FaceTiming, you know, just always staying in touch. And I really have to, like I said, when I'm working, y'all are sleeping. So I need to keep track of everything I need from y'all in one place because I know I only have a few hours in a day where I'm going to be able to communicate with y'all. So I think it's really making sure, you know, from the beginning of a project that I'm completely, that I I know everything that I need to do, that we've communicated thoroughly before I start. Because Mm -hmm. once I start, y'all go to sleep. And if I am not clear, then I have to wait a whole nother day to to start that. So I think from the get-go, clearly communicating from the beginning and then just closing the loop. Like I know y'all talked about on one previous episode, just constantly making sure that we're all on the same page. We do that by, you know, Hill and I making sure we talk at least once a week. We have a set meeting. And then if we need to talk, we definitely communicate more beyond that as well. That's great. And, you know, engaging with members on the team and mm-hmm. being responsible, I think, for each other, that over communication, we talk about overly communicating, not meeting, you know, not meeting for the sake of just meeting, but having, you know, just kind of a set plan of we're trying to accomplish these things is really important. What advice? Okay. So, Let's back up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I remember when you told us that you and David had orders. Mm-hmm. And as a military spouse myself, my husband's retired. I was like super excited for y'all because, you know, you guys are, um, you guys are, you know, at such a great time in your life. I think to be living in a foreign country and um, to be experiencing everything y'all are experiencing. I mean, if people follow you on Instagram, it's like, what is happening? (laughs) You know, we're doing fall festivals and everything here and it's great, but you're like, your festivals are just like off the charts and the things (laughs) that you guys are able to do are so cool. And I remember just feeling like super excited for you guys, but also like, I mean, and caring for you as an individual, just thinking like, what are you going to do for work? Mm -hmm. I mean, 
you know, and we, then you initiated the conversation. Right. And how does that go? How do you, you're, maybe you're in a job that you love or you, you know, you're in a job that could, has the potential to be remote. Right. How do you approach um, your supervisor, your manager, your CEO or whatever that you do need to leave, but there, there are options. Yeah. I think first and foremost, you need to be comfortable and have proven your value and your worth ec- work ethic and your supervisor should know already that you will be able to work productively and have that confidence in you as an employee and i think if you feel that confidence and you already have that great relationship which you should you should feel very comfortable asking making this ask of your supervisor if you've proven yourself um you just need to ask and come to the table with you know i can still do this this and this i might not be able to do these job duties but i could take on you know these other ones that someone else is maybe you're doing or what i did is is kind of brought some ideas to you that i could do that we weren't doing yet that i'm like i think we should do this Mm-hmm. I definitely will have the capabilities to do this. Um, so I think it's proving your worth first and then coming to the table with ideas and laying it all out there. So it's going to be hard for them to say no, honestly. Yeah. Well, um, last week, Hill and I were talking about soft skills mm-hmm. on the podcast. And for me, the remote worker, because I think we think often that remote workers are, you know, maybe they're technology, they're in IT. I, I don't know what people are thinking. Mm-hmm. I think. When I think of someone who's working remotely, I think of someone who is obviously can do so because of a, a laptop or, or a computer, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that you it cannot have really strong soft skills. Mm-hmm. That leadership component needs to be there. Communication is everything. Mm-hmm. Work ethic is huge. You know, flexibility, all of that stuff. Your your way to the way that you um, interact from, on an interpersonal perspective. Um, just my experience when you came to me and you were like, "Look, I'm going. We're going. We're going to get orders." <laughs> you know, and we everybody was so excited. You're like, "This is what I can do. This is what I can still offer for us. I want to be a part of the team." It was no brainer. And it, right. it, it's that one piece, knowing that I trusted and really felt confident. And everybody on the team trusted and felt confident mm-hmm. that we, you were going to be out there like slacking. We knew that yeah. there, there was going to be something new coming out of it, or um, it would still be greatly beneficial for the team. And maybe even opening up, like having someone in another country, mm-hmm. in a creative position where their inspiration and their, like, their daily motivation is coming from a totally different culture and perspective. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, the potential right. for you, for you to share that with us that we wouldn't normally have that. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Hillary went to um, uh, Italy for two weeks, right? And obviously was very inspired and had all of this creativity and everything. And then is able to come back and share that with us. You know, we can't all come out there and be with you. Although what a cool, <laughs> what a cool business retreat that would be. <laughs> Um, but really just being embedded in a different culture is so interesting and never questioned it. I never questioned your ability to be able to do that. And so I think that's people need to be honest with themselves. Exactly. And honest with you needed to be honest with me and I needed to be honest with you as well with, you know, I am not going to be able to do some of the work that I was doing before. You, You know, it's just, that's just the harsh reality of it. And I think that employers and employees both need to be upfront about that before they they make that ask. I did. I love this story. I met this one lady out here who was super sad to leave her job when she had to move here from the States. And it was a few years back. And, and the idea of remote work wasn't even an option, I guess, because some people don't think about it. And some employers think that employees might not even want to keep their job if they're moving, you know, halfway across the world. So she quit and 
they had a great relationship after she was very helpful with the transition. And then a year later they called and said, Hey, we're open to this opportunity of you working from there. If you're still interested. And, mm-hmm. and I think that says speaks volumes to her work too, is they they've tried other things and even her being thousands of miles away was more beneficial to them than having someone that was not as good as her for the position in the office. Um, and I think it's just more about, um, the employer being more open-minded about the possibilities as well. Well, and it's such a good story. And she's a military spouse also, I'm assuming, because yes. she lived near um, a base and, and all that. And what I love the most about your transition, Kelsey, because it's such a good example, such a good example of uh, someone like you and others like you that is like, you're such a great asset. A lot of the military spouses that I know, I mean, that I met in my career are like some of the most gritty, resilient, interesting, mm-hmm. diverse, eclectic. I mean, all of these like awesome things right. I've ever met in my life. And it's like, if you had the opportunity to have someone like that work for you, awesome. Mm-hmm. If they left, like take the opportunity to pit, you know, to really figure out right. how they can still be engaged. And, right. and obviously I don't think this is specific to a military spouse. People mm-hmm. move and they follow their spouses to different jobs all the time mm-hmm. in different fields. My friend Kate Burke Alvarez, like love her. She always reminds me that if you are a hotel kid and your dad was like the GM mm-hmm. of a hotel for a large chain, you probably moved every two years. Yeah. Valid, you know, <laughs> so it, it's, <laughs> it's not specific obvi- and, and potentially mm-hmm. internationally as well. So it's not specific to military spouses, but I think it's something that's near and dear to me you know, obviously to the both of us Mm -hmm. and how life-changing that is to have the opportunity to live in in another country, but also stay tied and be able to work that you love because language is a barrier. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, It's the, the military spouse unemployment rate in general is astronomical, but especially out here because spouses really can't work off base because they speak in a very different language out here. So it's, it's definitely a struggle out here for spouses to find work and to find decent work that's actually able to help support their family. But like I said, on the flip side, they, they really need to prove their work and work ethic and Mm. all of that beforehand to know that a employer can trust them to do their work out here because you'll have so many people posting, I need a work from home job. Anyone know of anything? And it's like, that's, that's not how you get legit work from home jobs is just, you have to build that relationship and that rapport before I think employers who aren't used to remote work will have the trust in the employees to do so. That's such a great, that's such a great bit of advice to you, Kelsey. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, work, prove your worth, right? you know, prove that you're the type of worker that someone just can't let go of. Right. And it's like, I don't care if you live on Mars, we need <laughs> it and we need you to do it. Um, okay. to know. <laughs> I moved to Mars. I still have a job. Please don't do that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, so I've got one last question and, um, and then we can we'll obviously wrap up, but I think folks will find all of this so interesting, but. Obviously, technology is crucial to what your ability to be able to work remotely. Right. Please share with our listeners, like, what what is your list of, like, must-haves to be mm-hmm. efficient and productive remote worker? Basics, obviously, my computer, my phone, and some Wi-Fi. If I have that, I can conquer the world. In addition, what I use daily is our project management system. That's another huge piece of us communicating, you know, um, log into there every day, see what I need to do, see what's going on with, you know, 
beyond what I need to do too. That's another way that I stay in with the team. Even if I'm not working on a specific project, you and Hillary and the team does a really good job of just keeping me in the loop of what's going on beyond my scope of work as well. So that project management system is crucial. And also time tracking. That is so important for me because I'm not sitting at a desk for eight hours. I, you know, I'm working for an hour and a half, then I'm doing something else. And then I'm popping back in for 45 minutes or so because I, I don't work full time. I don't know if we've covered that either. I, I am a part-time employee. So I feel like that time tracking piece is definitely super important for my work specifically. Wow, those are, and we used uh, for productivity management, we use Asana and Mm -hmm. we love Asana and and some people use Basecamp or, you know, just whatever. But I think it really is finding some sort of platform that works for your team, um, you know, making it user friendly and it's a place where you can share files or, you know, just Mm -hmm. be connected. Well, that's just been awesome talking. Well, first of all, anytime I can see your face in the light of day (laughs) is such a treat. Yeah. (laughs) Are you learning any new words in Japanese? Okay, I'm going to put you um, okay, you I was actually looking into a Japanese class last night. That's funny you ask. I'm still, we've officially been here for six months and I feel like I still only know such basic words. And I'm like, I need to, I need to push myself a little more with that. So I'm looking into Japanese classes right now. Good thing is the people out here are so nice. Mm-hmm. So, so nice. Everyone's so willing to help you. And they they definitely know more English than we know Japanese. So it's never impossible to communicate, but sometimes you just are sitting there smiling and nodding at each other because neither, neither one of you know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm working on it. Well, that is awesome. This has been really great. I hope we can do this again. I think yes. your role here and just kind of telling your story and opening up about the process really help other people. So I'm so glad we did this today. Um, so thank you for being up at 6.55. Yeah, thank you. Hope you appreciate though. <laughs> You're so great. Whatever. We'll okay. talk about that online, offline. <laughs> but uh, so that, and then, um, so thank you for being here, Kelsey. Um, thank you. And thank you to our listeners for listening. Kelsey is a person actually who writes our podcast uh, blog. So this will be fun for her. Um, but please like, comment, share, really rate and review us. Let us know what you think. If you have any topics or, or guests, uh, potential guests that you'd like to see on the podcast, we'd love to hear that too. You can send me an email or the team an email at hello, hello at francisroy.com or check us out. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I don't know, Google, Google, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google, all the platforms and uh, connect with us, francisroy.com. Thank you. And we'll uh, talk again next week. Goodbye.